Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Forgiven, a podcast that we do through Bethel Brandon, and we are glad that you are here. Uh, I think we've done about 20 podcasts. Is yeah. that about right? We're on yeah. episode 21. Excellent. Excellent. 21. And uh, hey, the idea, for those of you who are just joining us, or maybe this is the first podcast you will be uh, listening to, the idea that we have and the goal that we have is to take our lives and 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 move forward. You know, I, I always believe that God is continually working on our lives for good. And in that process, we advance. And sometimes, you know, we advance slower than others. And so, you know, the idea is, and many times the way God works is that he doesn't take you uh, from a, if, if you're a zero at the first point of coming to know Jesus and a hundred is when you're just about to go to heaven, right? You're totally mature. You might be a 17. And the idea is to bring you to a 17 and a half or an 18. I don't think that you are going to go from a 17 to a 45, right? And some of us, you're, you're a lot more mature than I am. And, and maybe you could probably do this podcast better. And probably you're sitting there saying, yeah, I probably could. That may be the case. I'm not giving you my job. Okay. Logan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm fantastic. And just a welcome back to you, Pastor Mike. You've been gone on vacation. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so I'm raring to go. He's ready sort of to go. Thing. So we want to do everything we can uh, to bring you along, no matter what state that you are in. Now, uh, just as we get started, uh, something happened to me in the middle of the night. And actually, if I were to be honest, it is a common occurrence. And I catch myself sometimes, and other times I don't. Sometimes I let myself go in into this trail of, of thinking. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, and sometimes that just happens. And uh, I was just going through a scenario that had happened in my head. It was a conversation, and and I went over, uh, you know, what I could have said better, and and my intention, and what was my intention probably may not have been what had taken place. And I remember saying to myself, catching myself, you know, sometimes you say it within your head, but sometimes you just verbally say it, and I verbally said it in the middle of the night, you know. Such a jerk, you know. Now I'm hoping that my wife is still asleep because I'm hoping she's not catching in on this conversation that I'm having. But, but the the mental activity that was happening in my mind uh, was so strong that I was just verbally saying, "Oh, you're such an idiot." And I know that there are times where, as an individual, and I hope you don't think those of you who are listening that you don't think uh, ill of me for this. Uh, but there are times that I go through these times of self-loathing. And being a pastor for a number of decades, I know that I'm not the only one in the boat. And so, uh, again, we would like to welcome Charmaine Aby. Now, Charmaine, this is your second time, so welcome. Yep. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> and the reason, one of the reasons that we have you is because you did such a fantastic job, and we had so many views uh, and or views or listens in that we thought, we got to have her again. She's good for us. Well, <laughs> she's not, well, not to like, it's not bragging, but you, your episode before, How to Be Emotionally Healthy, is our most listened to episode. Wow. And I'm not I'm not saying that to, to necessarily brag or anything like that. It just goes to show the level of like knowledge and the heart that you bring to the conversation mm. is like amazing. And so if you haven't listened to that one, please go and listen to that after this one because you know, they're probably going to correlate a, a lot or a little. And so we would definitely want you to to do that. And so she is a registered counselor. She's just an overall mental health advocate for like everything. And she's just 
awesome, and we are super happy to have her join us. And part of the Bethel family. Yes. Right? And the other thing I find, and I'm going to shut up after I say this, (laughs) right? Uh, The other thing I find is that when we talk about emotional wellness, I think that we are uh, uncovering a very, very important uh, topic for our time. And it's, it's only going to become more important to speak about it. And and what God has to say and, and what God, how God helps us in the process of our thinking or particularly in our wrongful thinking. And that's why we have you here today, because I know that there is a topic that you really wanted to talk about. I and did. so I'm going to kind of hand it over to you, Charmaine. And, uh, and I thought I'd pass on to you kind of where your heart is today as we're talking about emotional wellness. Thank you so much for having me back and being willing to participate and listen in what I have to say. Yeah, I think this topic of self-talk or our inner dialogue, how we interact with ourselves is so important. And it's something that we don't often share with other people. Our internal dialogue and and what we say to ourselves is often kept to ourselves. So I just want to thank you for your your bravery and courage in sharing that personal story of, of what and giving us a glimpse into what your internal dialogue would be. Because now I think that opens a door and a window that we're not so alone and, and that is, we're not the only ones, right? And so that internal dialogue is something that happens, I think, for everybody. So we all talk to ourselves. Doesn't mean you're crazy. Yeah. Yes. Um, we all have that internal dialogue and we use, so we usually keep it to ourselves, but it influences how we go about our day, right? So that internal dialogue that you had in the middle of the night if you didn't resolve it there and align it with what God says about you and, and move forward from there, then you may have had a bit of a hiccup in your day. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, like you said, you may have had like that full-blown conversation with yourself, but some people might just have mutter these like threats that are not threats, but um, these comments like, you're such a jerk. Yeah. Sometimes we just mutter those to ourselves throughout the day. Yeah. And it's just like that constant like, ugh, you're such a jerk or ugh. I can't believe you did that. And those 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 thoughts are internally there th- with you throughout yeah. the day. And sometimes I catch myself, and sometimes it's a few minutes before I catch myself because it is such a regular part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, like that influences how you do your day, how you see yourself, how you interact with others, right? And it influences even our conversation with others sometimes, right? Um, so. Uh, I don't know. It influences how we talk with others. So like if I can, I might even make comment on when you did the introduction, you said some of you might be able to do this job better than I can. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually an internal thought. That's an internal thought. And that's something that we tell ourselves. Somebody else is better at this than I am. And I'm going to be honest and vulnerable. I had some of those thoughts this morning before doing the podcast, right? Who am I? I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I'm not educated enough. Why? Like, and those are internal thoughts and dialogues. Well, then if I'm going to allow those thoughts to uh, shape my actions, well, then I would call and cancel. Sure. <laughs> and if you remember, I did call and cancel about two weeks ago. <laughs> yes, we're, we're, well. we're still, we're still, uh, <laughs> still so, healing our wounds from that, that time. No. So I did allow my thoughts to control my actions there because I'm like, I don't actually have enough to say about this topic. Yeah. So, I, so we all have this internal dialogue and it does shape our actions. There's a really cool quote that says, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character for it becomes your destiny. So it's really important to check with those thoughts. The self-awareness piece that we talked about during our 
uh, first podcast, like improving that self-awareness, being able to catch yourself when this happens is very important because if it goes unchecked and unnoticed, it is, it's going to influence how you do life and it's going to influence how you walk out the will of God for your life. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I ask myself, when I go through those times, we know that the scriptures say that Satan is the father of lies and that Satan many times will try and get us off by lying to us. And so sometimes I try to determine, are these episodes and are these times uh, of you know, self-discussion, are they sometimes um, lies all the time from Satan or is this something that is kind of part of the, the flesh where Sometimes we put, give Satan too much credit. Uh, and that was going to be one of my questions too. How do you, how do you balance healthy self criticism, mm-hmm. and then not let it become like unhealthy, like negative self talk? Because I mean, we do have to keep ourselves a- accountable. So it's like if you want, did like make a mistake, then I think recognizing that is a good thing. And so I've just, I've always wondered how do we separate Mm -hmm. those two things? How do we find that line? I don't don't know. Well, I think it's important to note that instruction brings life. Condemnation brings destruction. So if your thoughts are instructive and you, and, and you're aligning this with the word and figuring out how can I, how can I better myself or what, what should I have done differently in this situation? And then actually putting an action plan in place, or if it's condemnation and you're putting yourself down and it ends there, that's right. destructive. Gotcha. Yeah. Sure. I have found, and I, I don't want to take you off topic, so if I do, then just steer me back in the right <laughs> direction. I have found that the times, seasons in my life where I have been the strongest in the Word and, and knowing Scripture, memorizing Scripture, I'm not just talking about my Bible reading that I do, my little devotional time, but times where I've just been deeply digging into the Word of God that that they have been probably the best com- combative times for that type of self-talk. I just think of that passage that says, "Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may mm-hmm. not sin against thee." Yeah. There's, there's something of a, a, it's like, it's like something that it prevents disease. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, that happens when the word of God is in us, and I think it, I, I think it naturally happens, right? Yes. Okay. So yes. That is like three steps forward from, okay. yeah, but that's okay. We can go there right away. Or actually, I just want to kind of, yeah. I want to emphasize this idea of the, of self-talk and what it actually looks like, because yeah. I think sometimes we just go about life and we don't actually recognize that that's our self-talk, right? Yeah. Like, and, and so if we can start to like pay attention to it, then, then we can catch ourselves a little bit more or we can keep each other accountable to it sometimes and be like, Hey, that sounds like pretty negative self-statement mm-hmm. and is that actually how you see yourself like so that we can check in with each other too I think that uh, we have to stop and consider if the things that we're telling ourselves are is even true, true. Mm-hmm. right um, so like if you were to check in with that thought of I'm such a jerk if you were if your wife was awake mm-hmm. and and listen and heard you say that man she would check in and be like I, where's that coming from yeah yeah right well, and, she doesn't agree <laughs> <laughs> so but there no. would be some I'm, I'm trusting that there would be some compassion there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really important to check in with ourselves if we don't have somebody to align those thoughts with or if they are, it's, if it is that internal battle, to, to allow ourselves some self-compassion rather than self-sabotage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because self-compassion means meeting yourself there, not denying the thought because it was true, like it's there, it happened, we have to recognize that it like it happened. It's there. That's my thought. But now what am I going to replace it with, right? So our our brains create 
pathways and we take these pathways often and negative thoughts sometimes will create and in your like kind of your, your brain will tend to tend like tend to always go there. Right. Yeah. And then you've created this pathway. So it's the easiest pathway. And that just kind of is what comes up all the time. And so your brain just always goes down that path. There might be other bridges to cross, but your brain doesn't take that one because you've crossed this one so many times. So it takes the path of least resistance. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So now actually what we probably want to start doing is trying to cross some other bridges. Right. Yeah. And that means, yeah, finding scripture that you've hidden in your heart. That means uh, replacing some of those negative thoughts with self-affirmations and quality statements that are things you know to be true about yourself, what God says about you. And then when you start practicing those over and over again, then soon enough, it becomes innate to actually go down that path. And that doesn't mean that that bridge isn't still there. Yeah, That thought is still there. But you're choosing a different sure. path. You're but just getting better at going down the right one as opposed to what, what has the to wrong hap- one. What I find happens with those pathways is you go down that pathway so many times that there is actually a beaten down part. Mm-hmm. When you take a new pathway, it's tough because there's still weeds yeah. in the way and all that. And you have to force yourself to go that, that direction so many times until that, that pathway is beaten down as much as the other one is. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I just know that for myself, that like this was something that I had to do, and I'm still like working on. But it, I just never, it never made sense to me until like you just talked about how your brain like works in this like way of like making these. Well, I mean, like neurons firing, and it makes the synapses form in that like negative way. And I just, it just hit me in that new way of like, yeah, that is what I did for the longest time. It was mm-hmm. so easy for me. To, it's just easier for my for myself to to knock myself down than it is to try to figure out a way to build myself back up. So, and it wasn't until, you know, close people around me started calling me out Mm -hmm. on that, you know, my language and the things that I was saying and good friend of mine, every time I would say something negative about myself, she'd punch me in the arm and say, (laughs) stop it because I'm a silly, stubborn human. So it just, that's what worked for me. I'm not saying you have to go and do that, but it's just cool how it finally all made the connection of like how we really do need to like, make those like intentional pathways to, and I guess I'm trying to say it's going to be, I think it'll be challenging, right? I think we yeah. can say that, that it's not going to be just a, a snap of your finger and you're going to start seeing like change from it. Exactly. And I think so many people give up after the first time they replace the thought and it's like, ugh, but here it comes again. Yeah. Right. Um, there's so many verses in the Bible. Maybe you guys can help me out with this one is there's lots of times where it says like continually bring your requests to the Lord and, 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 and fervently, right? Like it doesn't mean he, I think that it's never the expectation that it's a one and done. Okay. Now we never have to go back to this issue, but it's continually, like you have to continually practice this. It, 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 we are human and, and Satan is real and he can really influence and, and that struggle is internal and it's powerful and, and we are not superhumans that we can like combat that, that power right away. Like you have to actually practice this, right? Just like any skill, if you want to get good at something, you have to practice it. So instead of like just trying it once being like, never mind, that doesn't work. It's actually going back and doing it again and again and again. Like I know there's a few scriptures that come to my mind. I know the one in Corinthians mm-hmm. that talks about the breaking down of strongholds mm-hmm. and, and that. And I'm just trying to think of one that talks about evil imagination. Mm. There, there, are a number, there are a number that are there that God, God in his word continually talks about the fact that, that the battlefield many times is, is in our mind and 
you know, and how Satan many times will work in areas of darkness. And darkness is an area sometimes where nobody knows about it. So we can, there's a playground that Satan has that nobody realizes because it's kind of happening just within our, our minds. Mm. You know, I'm also thinking of a passage, and I can't remember where I found it. As a, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. I'd, have, I'd, I'd have to look that one up. Hopefully that is a scripture. Maybe I'm quoting <laughs> someone else or something like that. But I've always found that that um, Corinthians, I believe it's Second Corinthians chapter two, it talks about the fact that we're not unaware of his. In King James version says devices. Mm-hmm. I think the New International Version says his schemes. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've always recognized it when something happens that this is just a scheme. This is something that Satan continually does to to mm-hmm. get me off my game and to help me to have me thinking down a wrong pathway. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think I have written down here 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5 in the Passion Translation. It says, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogance attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. So we capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bows down to the obedience of the anointed one. I think what's important here is like we have that authority over our thoughts. And so many times we feel like we don't have authority over our thoughts. They just come and they overwhelm us and and we feel defeated by them. We don't have to be defeated by our thoughts. We can have authority over them. And and then it goes on to say, you seem to always be looking at people by their outward appearances. If someone is confident that he belongs to Christ, he should remind himself of this. Hmm. We belong to Christ no less than he does. I'm not ashamed even if I've come across as someone who has overstated the authority given to us by the Lord, for it is the authority to help build you up, not tear you down. So he doesn't say you should already know this. Hmm. He says you should be reminded of this. When I hear the word, you should be reminded of this, that means like this happens regularly. Like remind yourself of this regularly, not just tell yourself once and it's good. You have to remind yourself. It has to become a belief that you hold to. And then as you continue to hold to that belief, it starts to be what you initially go to rather than those negative thoughts. Nice. So if you're just kind of if you're you're kind of asleep here in the process of what we're thinking, we're talking about self conversation and, and the process of God working in our hearts and causing us to to think in a healthier way. And I did find it. It is Proverbs chapter twenty three verse seven. As a man thinketh, a man thinks, so is he. Was the passage. Mm, so mm-hmm. I'm glad it was actually quoting scripture, and not <laughs> Shakespeare or, or something along those ways. So so as a person is listening to this, what is the best help and the best um, advice pathway that you can give them? Uh, Well, it's the checking in with the self-awareness, like um, paying attention to your internal thoughts. Right. And this starts, this starts with, with you. It doesn't start with like, I don't know. It starts with you. That's all I can say. <laughs> because, well, Proverbs 4, 23 says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for there flows the wellspring of life. Yeah. So I'm recalling a message that you spoke. Um, oh, good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> about Mary and Martha and uh, spending time abiding at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And from there, that's when we get to check in with the temperature of our hearts, you know, what's happening there. Um, And that's where we get to be filled. And that's where he gets to um, 
That's where he gets to just fill you up, right? Yeah. But if you're not spending that time at his feet, then you never have that time. No. No. Sometimes I've discovered that um, sometimes you feel that you're a victim of the thought. That that's mm-hmm. the thought. The thought's there. It's never going to leave. Mm-hmm. But as you're quoting these scriptures and talking about it, your scripture is actually saying you actually do have the opportunity to stop these things. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to catch yourself. You have the opportunity to to uh, create a new line of thinking yeah. through the work of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So when you start to hear yourself using words that start with you always, you never, or it's never going to, uh, um, uh, you ought to, it's never going to get any better. This is, it's always going to be this way, mm-hmm. especially if a sentence or a thought starts with you always, or you never, that that's an, that's a negative one that you can actually start to to question and, and check in with where does this stem from or is this true? And if you start replacing it with things like uh, you're not to blame or you tried your best with what you knew um, in the moment, you know, that was really tough, but you're human. I forgive you. And you start using compassionate talk towards yourself. Can you imagine if you, uh, in your relationships, you always use negative talk towards people? Yeah. Would, they wouldn't be your friend. It wouldn't longer. work. No. And, um, and, and so you have to start to think about why would you talk to yourself that way? And I, and I like how, you know, we are, uh, created in the image of God. Right. And so, uh, we have to start seeing ourselves that way. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm sitting here racking my brain because I'm not sure if it was a sermon I heard here or a podcast or something that I listened to. And I can't tell you exactly what it was, but I know that God is trying to tell me to say this thing. I just can't (laughs) quite quantify it yet. But it's this idea that when we pray, when we go to God with these things, whether it be self-expression, whether it be these times that we're trying to seek him, we actually just have to be willing to give God all of us. Mm-hmm. I can't, I may have been something you preached. I'm not sure, but, or when you were gone, I don't remember. And it's eating me alive, but it's this idea that how come we don't go to God with the messy, gross, like crying tears, like all these like emotions that we have. Mm-hmm. It's like some, it's how come we don't go to him willingly with those things, but we let it, we let it build up and build up and build up and build up. And then we, just explode and it's like that's not a good way to have like a relationship mm-hmm. and it, yeah so if you're honest with god to begin with yeah then then you lance you you don't have to lance a boil yes that is there later yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. just <sighs> i think so much you're right you're on to on a good topic here because we expect ourselves to be perfect yes or we expect perfection or we think god expects us yes. to be perfect or perfection before we can bring our requests to him yes. but that's actually not the case and he really does intimacy happens what intimacy over industry i think was in it yes. was in your message yes yeah. intimacy is what is where true compassion stems from yes yeah yeah that's what i was trying to remember thank mm-hmm. you i couldn't remember if it was this what anyway we got there yeah um but one thing that and, and you mentioned it already but i do want to really hit on it at least for people listening you can't love yourself and not love god so you can't like god made us in his image and he sees us as this lovely amazing God sees us as is these perfect creations. He knows everything about us. Mm -hmm. And if we 
don't see ourselves that way, mm-hmm. then our relationship with God is never going to fully flourish because we're always holding something back. Mm-hmm. We're, there's always that little bit of, like, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. All It's, no, 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 no. You are good enough. God does love you, and he created you for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I know it's one thing to say that, and it's a completely other thing to fully internalize that and 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 recognize it. And there are days where I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm like ready to go, and I know God loves me, and I'm strolling into work all ready to go and getting everything ready. And then the next day I come in and I'm it, – it's the complete opposite because we're human. We make mistakes. Mm-hmm. My brain decided to go down the, the other, you know, easier pathway than it did to, you know, fight through going through the new one. Mm-hmm. But I know that if we don't start like evaluating your relationship with God, you're not going to be able to like evaluate your own relationship of yourself, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. In some ways. I mean, obviously you can still evaluate your relationship of yourself, but if you don't have a healthy view of how God sees you, you're not going to have a healthy view of yourself. Mm-hmm. Our view of ourself is uh, sometimes our greatest strength or our greatest weakness, oh, yes. right? And uh, we are fickle beings, like that, right? Like how you said, one day you come and, and it's great, and the next day you're not. Now you can allow that to um, shape, influence, color, cloud the days to come, right? Or or you you work through and and you continually align your thoughts and your mind to 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 what is true and what is, what is noble. And, and, but sometimes these thoughts really, mm, they highlight some insecurities or lies, illusions, um, reminders of former failures. (laughs) Mm. And when we are reminded of those failures or reminded of those things, um, without our consent, our mind reaches down and starts to throw lies at us. Yeah. And that's where the enemy is like, here's my window, and starts to throw those lies that you may want to believe about yourself at you. And that's where those lies, like, you're not good enough. You're not a good mom. You should have done a better job. Uh, and and that's when those lies start to come up. And when we have those, um, those hidden thoughts and those secret insecurities, uh, that's when we go to the feet of Jesus and we, that's where we start to find out where our true selves are, what he, how he sees us rather than how we view yeah. ourselves. I think that's, and part of the one message that I, I remember I, you're referring to, uh, I talked, the one discovery I made was the Bible tells us to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. It is never, ever... The other way. Mm-hmm. It's always love God first and God will give you something. Yes. God imparts upon you mm-hmm. the truth so that you can actually effectively. And if I don't, then I'm not able to impart that onto other people. Mm-hmm. I don't Man. receive from God what he needs to give me so that I can give it to other people. That's right? what I was mm-hmm. trying to get at before. <laughs> okay. Thank you for finally Good. getting there. It's, <laughs> if we can't, if we don't love God, then he can't allow us and show us how to love others and ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I ask one more question? Please, yeah. Um, a lot of times the self-loathing, the thoughts, uh, mm-hmm. you'll never be good enough. Mm-hmm. I have, as I have taken time to, I don't know, do an autopsy of some of those dead thoughts or whatever, I have found that they have just been fulfilled prophecies that my parents, one of my parents has given me. Mm. You'll never mm-hmm. be good enough. Yep. You'll never, and, and all of a sudden I realize, 
oh, this is familiar. Mm -hmm. This is familiar language. How do you, how do you? I think that our, our internal dialogue actually a lot of the times uh, stems from what we heard as kids Mm. and how our parents spoke to us. You know, how, how you speak to your kids does inevitably become their internal dialogue. And if you find that to be the case and, and you have some of those statements that just sort of linger in your, in your thought closet back there and they come out often, then you get to reparent yourself. You get to remind yourself, Hey, that wasn't okay. I am good enough. So I like the idea of a thought closet. So how do I, how do I clean out my thought closet? (laughs) Well, you might have a lot of things back there (laughs) Um, and different categories of you're not good enough. Right. Or um, yeah, the boxes cluttering your closet are, are filled with feelings and beliefs and um, that it's all about me. Right. And I can't do this and it's impossible. It's always going to be this way. So when you're looking at your thought closet, it's taking some time to reflect and to like question yourself, question these things. Where did they come from? Do I need this anymore? Like when you're, when you're actually decluttering your home, you go through and you look at something and you're like, have I used this? Yeah. Does it benefit me? Yeah. No. So I actually don't need this anymore. So I'm going to toss it and uh, find something new to put here that actually brings me joy, that brings me happiness. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They do. Uh, yeah. It's like the, the question I was always told when, about this topic was, does this bring you joy? And mm-hmm. if you don't instantly have a memory with it or something like that, we're getting rid of it because mm-hmm. like, clearly you haven't thought about it. It's not worth it to you anymore. And I think there's some merit to that. Now, obviously that's more about like worldly and, and actual objects than it is about, mm-hmm. you know, sayings and things in our head. But I think this statement is still true though. If something isn't bringing you joy, isn't actually bringing you any value, then you need to evaluate that. And I do want to note, I think it is so important to take some time with that, though, instead of just kind of like tossing it out and saying, never mind, I don't need that. That's not for me. It's important to take some time with that and actually understand where it came from. And if there's some reteaching that needs to happen or some, um, uh, you know, if God needs to heal your heart in a way uh, because there's some hurts or some... um, yeah, some hurts or some betrayals or some whatever it might be that sort of stemmed from that belief, you might need to do some healing there before you can actually start to authentically replace those thoughts. Because yeah. there's there's if we're going to give space for toxic positivity where you just sort of carelessly toss out the negative right. and try to replace it with positive, it doesn't actually do the job right. because it's just surface. And so it is important to do some, some deep reflection and heart review. Good. I like... I could. Because I was going to say, like, how then do you make sure that it's authentic, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to just put a white sheet over the back of your closet and pretend that those problems aren't there and say, look, <laughs> I cleaned it and you feel good about yourself. But the problems are still, still there. Still there. Yeah. So then I guess I have a question then. In the event that somebody is somebody's getting a, these feelings put on them by another person, mm-hmm. how do they confront that person? How do you go about, like trying to change that situation right so mm-hmm. like i got bullied a lot that's where all of my self mm-hmm. negative emotions come from people tell you enough about yourself you start to believe it right and it took me many many years to figure out how, how to ch- change that and i'm not sure i went about it the right way mm-hmm. but how do we help somebody somebody listening who might be getting these feelings put on 
by a parent or maybe by a spouse or whatever somebody that's that's using these because they come from somewhere right like it's mm-hmm. how mine do we was, challenge that mine was from i can tell you mine was from having a weight problem my whole life mm-hmm. and kids are ruthless mm-hmm. with that yeah I, as i as i'm taking a time to think deeper on it i can see that there's some of the origin origins are from that mm-hmm. so uh, when you you were asking about how like how to talk back to somebody yeah, who's you, using negative conf- language yeah. towards you, yes. I, which I think is important to acknowledge that actually maybe this might be a new topic that we do another podcast okay, on. Then, then we can save it, because but. I think no, this is great because I think it's important to recognize how do we stand up for ourselves? Yes, how do we have boundaries around like how do we have boundaried conversations about yes. you know what actually I don't understand what you meant by that. Can you help? me understand what you mean um and but we actually have to honor ourselves through this and sometimes it feels really scary to stand up and say hey that wasn't okay and yeah. and that really hurt and and we have to actually give ourselves enough uh credit enough um uh to honor ourselves enough to be able to stand up for ourselves instead of just kind of slinking away and then taking that that statement as you know truth yeah and and you can challenge somebody on on what they've been saying and saying you can say that really hurt and and am I under misunderstanding you or is that what you intended and maybe they really didn't intend and you yeah. can actually experience healing right away and and you can resolve that right away rather than taking it home and putting it in your closet and then it becomes a new pathway that you go down every time you think about that person right and and so having conversation, having clear assertive communication with those around you actually starts with you and recognizing when something crossed a boundary and you can recognize, Hey, that doesn't feel right to me. That really hit me hard. I need to actually check in with this. And it's my responsibility to ask the assertive question about what you actually meant by that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, good. Cause I just know that I think a lot of people listening are probably struggling with that. They have somebody you know, I mean, let's be, we live in this uber, cons- like, just rude world where everybody just leaves their comments on the internet and they think that it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And I just think of so many young, like, some of our younger generation who, like, you know, I think it's, like, the teenagers and stuff like that who are posting pictures and all these things and then they're getting mean comments or they're getting this and that. And it's, like, that really leaves them with this, like, negative impression Mm. of themselves and clearly that's not we all we know that it's not true and i think they know that it's not true but because i mean that's when the enemy does move in and really mm. reinforces that no it's true and, and, and all these things and so i just wondering like what is a way like it obviously with when it's spiritual we pray about it and we go to god's word and, and everything mm-hmm. like that but it's good to just understand that like no we have the power and the confidence to like step up and say like, no, that is not true about me. Mm-hmm. What did you mean by that? Please don't say that again. Like, mm-hmm. like I think we just need to give people a little bit of the onus and be like, no, like you can stand up for yourself. Yeah. Um, that confidence I think is a keyword confidence and then to not abandon yourself, right? Like not abandon yourself because somebody said something and then you just kind of slink away and slither away and, and, and sort of allow, their authority over you to, to, to cloud and, and to discolor who you are, but to actually stand up and say, Hey, this is this, that that was hurtful to my heart. And, and this is who I know myself to be. And that what you said doesn't actually line up. Yeah. And, and that, that, that requires confidence. You're right. And who gives us our confidence? 
yeah. comes from God. Like that, yeah. it comes from just knowing who you are and how much He loves you. Right. I think the whole healing process is sometimes can be a difficult one, but getting yourself to that process where you say, "I need God. Mm-hmm. I need God to help me in this." I'm I'm sensing this as I'm hearing the conversation, and and being a pastor for a number of decades, I've had a number of people in my office, and I know Charmaine that in in your uh, counseling sessions, you probably may even have more uh, experience at this, but there are some people where this self-dialogue has gone on unchecked for decades. Yes. And and the conclusion that, that many, even those who are Christians, followers of Jesus, passionate followers of Jesus, have surrendered themselves to the thought that it will never, ever get any better. This is, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. These thoughts have invaded my heart uh, for years and I, I know what you're saying. This is what, what you're saying is actually very good. But for me, it has been an unwelcome guest in my house mm-hmm. for so long that I don't know how to evict them. Or mm-hmm. it is so enrooted and, and ground in that I can't see. Mm-hmm. I can't see a time. I, don't, I can't imagine in my heart a time where, those, where that self-talk, that condemning self-talk mm-hmm. is not there. At what point? At what point do we trust in God, or what? Mm. What would be the advice that that you give? And as a pastor, I'm saying, "Hey, God, God, there has to be a time where you have to let <laughs> God do the healing in the in the life." I think prayer counseling is probably you know something that would highlight some of those things. I think that I mean I don't have any training or experience in prayer counseling, but I know that it can be really powerful yeah. in a way that it starts to bring to light some of those lies. Where does that lie stem from, you know, and 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 that can help you to really then start to uncover and unearth um, where those lies and beliefs are stemming from and how it's really shaping and influencing how you interact with your life and with others. Um, and but also, yeah, taking some time like we need time to do that reflection. Like if you just go through the motions of life and yeah, you can be successful, you can be happy, you can have a family, you can have a career, but those thoughts and, and, and that those lies are, you're right. It's just like this, this it's occupied there. And, and then you feel like there's the, you you sort of, you've reached your maximum, right? I can't go any further. Um, and if you continue to go through those motions, you're right. It's you're, you're going to stay there, but it, like it takes time and intention and being deliberate about doing that reflection. Maybe it is with a counselor. Maybe it is with a prayer counselor. Um, maybe it means actually, if you can't, if you don't want to connect with somebody else, it can mean listening to podcasts, reading books, scheduling yourself the time to do that internal work. Because if we don't, just like if we don't practice. We're not going to get better at it. And if we don't give ourselves the time to even do some of that explore, uh, exploration and and be vulnerable enough to go to those deep, dark places, sometimes it's actually a survival technique to just leave that blocked off. Yeah. And perhaps maybe it's not the right time to uncover that. And and I think that's where God's leading and, and the Holy Spirit can prompt people to be like, hey, you know, maybe you need to check this. And you can you can unearth and, and uncover pieces at a time. Maybe uncovering it all actually isn't going to be the best thing for you because it can actually be really debilitating. So just doing it pieces at a time with somebody who can help you through that process is really helpful. Nice. Yeah, I practice makes perfect and 
that's all I like. That's all I can say. Like I don't. And I'm going to, I'm going to change that and say like perfect, perfect, perfect isn't the expectation progress is. Yeah, that's and better. so if we're going to strive for perfection, we're going to give up very quickly. Yes. If we're going to strive for progress, then it feels a little bit easier to take those small steps. Yeah. I, I always say to, to our volunteers and to the people around me, I say, we don't sir, we don't do anything with perfection in mind. We do it with excellence mm-hmm. yeah. in mind. So I guess practice makes for perfection. It mm-hmm. leads for progression. Yeah. Because when it, I was in Bible college, they ram it down your throat, this idea that yeah, you, you just you need to read the Bible every day and you need to spend two hours praying in tongues and doing all these things. And, and it's, they're not wrong. It, it is important as any level of a, of a Christian, whether you're a pastor or not, you do need to spend time with God and you need to like, you need to make time for him. Absolutely. hundred percent. But that looks different for every single person. Mm-hmm. And so the traditional way of getting up at 4am and opening your Bible and, and reading, it just doesn't work for me. I just not how I connect with the Lord. It's just not how I do it. I go for a walk. I do this. Like it, it's, I'm very different in that way, mm-hmm. but I still make that time. But for the longest time I did it mm-hmm. like for like two years in Bible college, I I'll be straight up honest. I didn't read the Bible personally at all because mm-hmm. it was like, I'm reading it every day. I'm dissecting it word yeah. for word in class. I'm learning Greek. I'm doing all these things. And it's like my whole life revolved around the Bible. And what, and, and so I was like, well, I'm getting it. I'm getting it through osmosis and, mm-hmm. and all these things. It's like, no, I'm not getting it the same way at all. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people in today's world think that they're they're doing okay. They think that they're... And I think what I'm hearing you say is actually, like, if you think that you're going to tackle this, like, these internal wounds with, like, a, I'm just going to go at it and yes. I'm going to heal it all right away, we actually give up. And yes. we don't actually do it because it feels exactly. like it's too much all at once. And, and so to, to stop yourself from trying to think that we have to like heal everything all at once, that's inaccurate that you can actually slowly start to uncover and, and learn about all of these different avenues that have influenced your thoughts and, and then start to start to do that shaping instead of feeling like I have to do this all at once. I have to go and and get intensive therapy and I have to be doing, you know, and it's always consuming my thoughts and, and, and I have to do this before I can move forward. No, it can correlate and coincide with your daily life. It doesn't have to be all consuming. And I was just telling a story to ask the question of like, what's a good, easy, first tangible step that a listener can take to, to, to help them. Like what is, cause I mean, we've talked about reading the Bible and all yeah. that. I think they get that, but what is something? I think it starts with taking some time, asking yourself some questions. What does my internal dialogue sound like? Is it condemning? Is it encouraging? Is it neutral? It's actually just starting to like, think about what is my internal dialogue and then starting to pay attention to it throughout the day. It doesn't, yeah, like it, it's a small step. It's, it's just starting to ask yourself the questions and starting to catch yourself when it happens. And then you keep on taking those small steps. So if you think about a staircase, if there's like big, huge steps to take, mm-hmm. you, you're, you find yourself standing at the bottom of the stairs because you don't even want it. You can't even try taking that next step. Whereas if you take little steps and you have a ladder or a set of stairs that have these very tiny little steps, it's much easier to get to that same place. Mm-hmm. And so m- that small step is just asking yourself the question, what does my internal self-talk sound like? I, I want to make sure as we're, 
we're talking and I, I don't know how many people are listening and who is listening. I, I always want to leave people with a level of hope. I, I would imagine that this is a subject that some people are listening. Well, this is something that I have had to deal with my whole life. And I think the one thing that we can give to people is the fact that it is hope. Maybe the, the hope starts with the fact that, well, I thought I was the only one mm-hmm. who's had these think, this thinking. The other thing is the fact that God can help us with anything. When, and when we just surrender to Jesus, all of a sudden there's an open door that God will allow in people's lives. And maybe it's a matter of just saying, hey, I have a friend who I sit down with. This is kind of, this is kind of the thinking that has happened. And what about yourself? And can we pray together? And it's just a, the opportunity for God to deliver us happens when we all of a sudden acknowledge that, oh, this is something here, and that God actually does care about this internal dialogue and wants to heal me mm-hmm. of those times where it is detrimental to my, my spiritual health, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm, I'm just kind of at the first, I'm not at the first stages, I've come to a point in my life where I've realized, oh, it's there, I have to stop it, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I'm not too sure what step uh, any listener is at, but you know, I think we need to come to the realization that there is hope that that God does want to heal us of these things. Yeah, you're right. He does. He wants to see us whole and healthy and connected. Um, We can get quite isolated in our thoughts or our thoughts can isolate us and it can influence our decisions uh, and how we interact with others. And, and so, yeah, it is, it's checking in and, and aligning them and then questioning them and, and continually doing this. It's Mm. not just a one-time thing. It's a, it's a, it's how you do life, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that there's something internally wrong with you. It just means you're human. Well, hopefully we haven't interfered with you too much here. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to add? Anything that as, you, as you're kind of <laughs> pondering all this that, that maybe God wanted to kind of interject on this kind of conversation? You know, I think if there's anything that I'd like to leave with is, is the idea of truth bombs. Um, during uh, a season of time when I attended Master's Moms here at Bethel, um, uh, one of the speakers highlighted this idea of truth bombs. And, and when we are in the depths of despair, when we're in the middle of our, um, negative thinking, we don't, we can't think of those truth bombs. We can't think of what it is that we should be saying to ourselves. So if you can start doing that when you are feeling well, when you are feeling, uh, joyful and happy and life is going well, and you start like saying those truth bombs to yourself regularly and consistently, consistently, you can do this with your family members, your kids, and you just start saying them over and over because then, it, then, then you have something to pull from when those negative thoughts come. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's going to the word, but also just like, Hey, you are good enough. You are, uh, the daughter of the King. You are trustworthy. You are, um, good at what you do. You are a good mom. You are a good dad you are a good pastor <laughs> and and reminding yourself of those things and you can make this a routine regular throughout your day whether it be driving to work whether it be over your lunch and and just reminding yourself of those positive affirmations over and over and over yeah i know i think of psalm 51 where david is talking to god and you know it's after his sin with bathsheba and, and he has these huge things he says in psalm 51 and one of them says, surely you desire truth in the in most parts. Mm-hmm. And those times where he God wants us to be honest all the time. So I would imagine that truth in the inward parts is to dispel the lies mm-hmm. that we have been leaving and 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 casting upon ourselves. And God wants God wants us to interject those truths from mm-hmm. his word as well. Yeah. 
And then I, I'll just refer back to that one more scripture that I said earlier, Proverbs 4.23. I think I read it. I hope I did. The Passion Translation. Uh, so above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your inmost being, for there flows the wellspring of life. It means paying attention first. Yeah. Like you can't do it unless you're paying attention. And we're so disengaged in our lives. We distract ourselves with podcasts, with media, with yep. everything. And we don't take the time to pay attention to our innermost well-being. And, and I think that's what I'm encouraging you to do is just take the time to pay attention. Yeah. And if I could leave us with one thing, I guess, one verse that I, when I prepared for this, it really stuck out to me. And it's odd that it stuck out to me because I don't really ever... Uh, it's in 2 Timothy, it's verse 1 and 7. It says, uh, For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, hmm. but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Yeah. And so, and then there's a, a myriad of verses all throughout the New Testament that when we come to Christ, we are a new creation. Mm-hmm. And part of that new creation is knowing that, like we talked about earlier, we have this confidence that we are, just like you said, we are children of a king. We are loved. And that doesn't mean that we hide away and, and are shy and timid and all these things. No, it, it actually gives us this great confidence mm-hmm. and power that we have his spirit in us to go out and to stand up for us, to not let these negative things control us and, and let our self-dialogue be the, the leader in what we're doing. And I know, again, it's easier said than done, but it's mm-hmm. just a good reminder that God does not want us and plan for us not to be timid. Not so He didn't plan for us to to hide away and everything. That He gives us the confidence and the power to go out. And and I reason I chose this verse specifically because it says discipline. Mm-hmm. It, God gives us the idea and the discipline to go through and to fight these things and to take that one little step at a time. Right, like that's what discipline is. It's the it's the idea to just keep going and keeping like a pattern and a routine and mm-hmm. and all these things. And so. God's gifted us with that. And whether you're a believer or not, God has that waiting for you. And so like once you recognize that and you can start to tap into that, a lot of these things will become a, a little easier every time. Mm. Yeah. So it's almost like there's another passage in Timothy. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Yes. The of power and love. Now, King James Version, I says, think, says sound mind. The New International says mm. self-control. But I love the word sound mind because that is a gift. That is a, a gift that God gives to us as a sound yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But as it says self-control, it takes the ability, takes the ability to detect and guard yourselves from the things that are detrimental to us. Yeah. Mm. So. Okay. Can I leave us with one question, though, just for everybody sure. listening? Sure. How then, for the people listening, how then do we, as, as, how do we support people who are dealing with negative self-talk how do we how do we approach that conversation how do how do we support them besides just giving them positive affirmations because i mean i think we know that that's really important but what else can we do well how do we support the people uh well it's how you support everybody because everybody has these internal thoughts and yeah, things but and so it means not changing anything that you're doing but like actually like uh, that's a really difficult question to answer i know because. i know <laughs> thanks a lot well, i was thinking maybe she had like some special like plan or strategy or something like we that. were going along just well and all of a sudden things you just <laughs> threw us right off the, uh, yeah, listen, I got the rails <laughs> that's all good i uh, i think that uh 
when you follow the Holy Spirit's promptings and if like you see somebody and you want to give them a word of encouragement, that's going to build their closet full of encouragements rather than those negative thoughts. And so, yeah, it's that encouragement of, hey, that was that was really awesome. I really enjoyed that. Or, yeah, you, you know, you're really good at that. I, I, I think that that's something you really excel in. Good job. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And and using more affirmations towards others. Ministry of encouragement. Well, mm-hmm. that's, I, so important. that's one of my spiritual gifts. But and I think can I now is it also okay to denounce the lies that people are telling themselves too? Like is it like if you hear somebody saying something about themselves that you know is not true, mm-hmm. should we have the boldness to step in and say like, "Hey, like no, that's not true about yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't say that." Like does that help or hurt? Well, it, that is determined on the situation, the person and okay. and the environment. And I think that what is most important there is to do, to uh, rely on Holy Spirit's guidance and promptings. If you feel that prompting, if he made a light to it, it within you and and you trust that, you know, uh, that it's something you're supposed to share or you feel that that stirring within you, then yeah, absolutely take the opportunity to do it. But then check in with them. Be willing to follow through. You know, like not just leave them hanging there. Yeah, yeah. You gotta <laughs> so, finish. It. Yeah. So you might have, um, you might be here and, uh, you know, going for a walk, or just at your home listening to this podcast. Folding laundry, maybe. Folding okay. laundry, <laughs> whatever what that we do while we listen to these things, and you might be saying, "This is me," and and you might have some questions. You might have further questions or follow-up questions and we would like to help in whatever way uh, that we can but we can't help if we don't know what the question is uh, so if if this is something that has hit a nerve with you and you want to know a little bit more or you have maybe a question that we haven't uh, we'll want, we want to do everything we can to minister to you and so we do have a, an email which is set up which is forgiven at bethelbrandon.ca that's uh, that's it so hopefully this is this conversation has helped in the healing process in your life. Uh, maybe it has been the one thing that has opened up a cap for God. And I'm hoping that it has. We, we're hoping that we can be a blessing uh, to you through this podcast or whatever way we possibly can. Thanks again, Charmaine, for joining us. We very much appreciate all the things you say. And we're hoping that you can kind of be a, a regular mm-hmm. on the podcast because <laughs> I think it does a lot to help. And we just want to work together uh, to be a positive uh positive aspect in our community as a church but just for anyone who is here and i don't i don't know if you come to our church i don't care whether you come to our church or if you never come to the church we want to be able to be a blessing to you it doesn't matter we're not we're not aiming for just for just our little group we want anybody who needs healing to help and if you never show up at our church that's still okay Uh, we just we're here for jesus here for god and his kingdom Mm. so hopefully uh, that we can uh, maybe we should close the word prayer. Logan, can I uh, allow you that privilege? Yeah, I made eye off? contact with my brother and myself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Happy to. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for Charmaine. Thank you for her courage, her boldness, her confidence um, to come and to, to share what you laid on her heart, God. Um, anybody that steps up to do something like this, uh, it, takes real tr- it takes real courage. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for the wisdom that you that you gave us on today's episode to uh, to share, Father. And I just I pray um, against the lies that are being told to us, God. And the idea is that we're not good enough, that that you don't love us, that we made a mistake, and so therefore you cast us aside. And just all of these negative self talk and expressions that people have, Father. I pray that the enemy just just 
can't use those as a foothold anymore. God, that um, your Holy Spirit just comes and fills people from head to toe, knowing that they are true sons and daughters of the King who loves them and cares for them and sees the best in them and only has good things planned for them, God. And so I just, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and you just, you work in the people listening to this podcast, God, whether it be, you know, today, tomorrow, or 10 years from now, God, um, that you just, your spirit moves in them in a new and powerful way. And we pray, God, that um, that just the seeds planted today can just be watered. And um, yeah, we just, we pray that we, they, people just start loving themselves. We pray all these things in your mighty and powerful name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Amen. Logan. Thanks, Charmaine, Thanks for joining for, us. Thanks for having me. Have a great day, everyone. Yep.